Welcome to the Surrounded by Valor podcast, episode two. My name is Mary. I'm a mom, wife, nurse, athlete, coach, and an expert on nothing. I value conversation and connection, and my intention with this podcast is to share thoughts, ideas, and have eventual discussions with people I find inspiring. The definition of valor is to have courage in the face of danger, and I really try to surround myself with people who embody valor. These people help me live better, and hopefully you too. On today's episode, I'm aiming to give my fellow nurses a voice. This might become a series. The intention of this is not to tear down upper management or hospital administration. What I want to do is to give nurses a safe place to tell their stories. I'm not affiliated with a medical system, About a year and a half ago, I left the bedside after 21 years at the bedside, mostly in pediatrics, because our son was having some issues and I needed to be around. Turns out I really loved working from home and doing the type of work that I'm doing now, which is investigational work for a really great company. Therefore, I'm not affiliated with the system, and to be clear, I'm not against them. I think it's important that you know the stories that nurses have. The next time you are quick to criticize a nurse or even a patient care technician, I could really go deep on this. I want you to know what my colleagues are going through. My dad died of an error made by a nurse, which you can hear about in episode one. And after hearing these stories, you may understand why I don't hold that nurse responsible. Details of all of these stories have been changed to protect the nurses who tell them. Here is our first story. When I started med surge nursing, I was told to take six patients during my orientation to get the experience, but I'd never be given that many patients. Three or four weeks after coming off orientation, I was given seven or eight patient assignments. I was told to skip assessments if they've been done in the past 24 hours and to use, quote, COVID documentation, end quote, to cover my ass which was just a note saying, I didn't document because I had too many patients. I felt like I was a terrible nurse. You can't spend any adequate amount of time with a patient because you had to see seven or eight within an hour. That's less than 10 minutes a patient. And then you have to do it all over again within the next hour. All I was doing was passing meds and ginger ale, and that's all I could do. I once received a six-to-one patient assignment that was spread out way too far over the floor, like the farthest corners away from each other, and three of six of those patients had some very close cardiac events the night before. When I expressed my concern for safety to the leadership, the response I got was, yeah, tough assignment, huh? Story number two. I was only a nurse for a year working on a med surge surge floor. I was in charge, and I had six patients of my own. All of the other nurses working with me also had six to seven patients. Hospital administration would not cap our floor, and the emergency department still had patients for us. I called my nurse manager because it was weekend and overnight, and she told me that it wasn't her problem and we had to figure it out. Needless to say, I ended up with seven patients as a charge nurse, and all the other nurses on the floors did as well. 
All I was able to do that night was pass meds and do very quick assessments. That was not ideal care for my patients. Story number three. I was working in the cardiac surgical ICU as the charge nurse when the leadership team decided to go out and celebrate after a successful joint commission visit. They left around noon and went out drinking. And that group of people included my manager, assistant manager, two educators, and a clinical nurse specialist. We had a smooth morning. But later on, we had a full ICU with multiple surgeries taking place that day. Our staffing and beds were already tight between transferring patients to the floor, admitting to the OR, from the OR, and three unexpected emergent cases came in. We already had nurses tripled, and I had two critically ill patients myself while in charge. They also recently opened a heart failure ICU, which was currently six beds, and my staff was responsible for staffing that unit as well. So while I was in charge of both units, had my own assignment, I had multiple emergencies, and I was also orienting a new grad. Management was called multiple times for help with staffing and beds, and I was told that they couldn't help because they were, quote, incapacitated. During all of this, we did lose a patient. Due to the multiple emergencies, I had no choice but to make the decision to move the patient who passed into the hallway. An emergent dissection was coming right out of the OR now. I had no nurse. I had no bed to put the patient in. So I felt like I had no other choice. Our wonderful patient care technicians did postmortem care in a low-traffic hallway of the hospital. It was honestly one of the worst things I ever had to do to help another life. That patient did not die with dignity. They deserved so much more. A week or so later, one of those assistant nurse managers left their secure chat open on the computer. This is the messaging system we use to communicate with other people on our care team. Messages between her and one of the mid-level providers were visible for everyone to read. We read that the mid-level provider heard the shift was really bad that day. And the response was, we were at an off-site meeting, but we actually got hammered. I wanted to share that experience I had as a bedside nurse because I think we all have similar stories and we don't talk about them. And we don't even really process them because we are conditioned to think that's normal. And our last story for today. Lately, our department has been all about getting the most people through in a 24-hour period with bare-bones staff. This particular day, they wanted to try team nursing. That consisted of one RN and one LPN taking on eight patients, taking care of them together. The layout of the emergency department meant I had a long hallway with my patients very spread out. We had a patient in one of the back rooms who we thought would be just a routine flu diagnosis and a discharge that my LPN could take care of easily. In the meantime, I was doing an EMS intake in the front on a patient who was an obvious DKA, diabetic ketoacidosis. As we were attempting IVs, getting labs, starting fluids, bicarb drips, insulin drips, and Zofran, all of the things that we needed to do for this patient, I was busy for 90 minutes with one-on-one care. But in the meantime, Our routine flu that was in the back with our LPN 
turned into a symptomatic rectal hemorrhage requiring, requiring a transfusion. So that was two serious patients that not only need but require RN care on opposite ends of the floor, plus six other patients. I couldn't even get to those patients to do an RN assessment. A manager had to come and do it while I split my time between insulin drips and blood transfusions. Both of my serious patients ended up safely in the ICU at the end of my shift, but it left me feeling as if I wasn't able to provide proper and appropriate care to them or any of my other patients. It just seems that the focus is on numbers and revenue instead of patient safety, and it seems as if us nurses and our licenses are expendable to them. For all of these stories you heard today, there's thousands more. And again, I don't really hold upper management and administration responsible, and maybe that's a naive thing to say, but I truly believe that we're all in this to make things better for our patients. I think the answer is conversation and collaboration, and not basing management decisions on your degree, but on your experience. I recently read a couple of studies that talk about the things that some hospitals in our country are instituting to make things better, promising better patient-nurse um, ratios, better work-life balance for nurses, helping parents, single parents, work as nurses in the hospital where they're needed, kind of catering to their schedules. Things like that, I think, would make a really big difference. I think it's a team effort. I think it's collaboration, and I think that it's going to take a lot to fix the system. And I always say it's very difficult to rebuild a system that's actively on fire, but I really think it could be done. My goal here is to literally just start the conversation and to give nurses a safe place to talk and to be heard without repercussion. So if you do have a story you'd like to share Details, identifying factors will all be changed to maintain your anonymity. Feel free to drop me a message on Facebook. On Instagram, you can find me under, for now, it'll be under the Valor Triathlon Project page. My personal Instagram page is private right now. So feel free to drop me a message there. And again, my intention is not to tear apart administration. I know that that sounds kind of crazy, but I really believe that we're all in this for the greater good. My name is Mary, and this is the Surrounded by Valor podcast. Thanks for listening.